This week on the podcast, episode number 184, fun crossover episode, we were on the Through the Noise podcast, and I had the pleasure of talking about podcasting as it relates to client-based building and agency work and sort of everything that comes from it. So it's a, it's a fun conversation that we had, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Uh, George, man, thanks for coming on my show, but I might be on your show. This we might be sharing this episode between us. George Weiner, you're the you're the CEO of Whole Whale. That's correct. And Ernesto, uh, how do you like yourself titled? How do you most commonly refer to yourself when you intro? I'm a partner. I'm a I'm a founder and a partner of uh, Through the Noise Consulting. So, but most people just kind of know me with the host of Through the Noise podcast. So. I guess host is it. I love the through the noise brand. It's like so clear. You're like, oh yeah, signal to noise. That's the thing. That was- <laughs> the one I want to hear. It's great. <laughs> or that's the idea, right? I was just kind of, uh, when I started this show, what, seven years ago? Like I got kind of enamored with just podcasting right around then um, where yeah, it's just so obvious now, but long form conversation, where else can you really do it or have it if it's not in a podcast? Um right now um and just kind of stuck and next thing you know the company we used to go by infamia.com which is just kind of an empty vessel no one knows how to spell it or how to say it but it didn't matter we're a tech company you know it was kind of the thing you used to have back in the day just kind of come up with the strange name uh just kind of went by the wayside because everybody found out found out about the podcast started listening and through the noise seemed to stick more for everybody. So, okay, we'll just do that. We'll sh- we share it with the uh, heavy metal band, though. There's a heavy metal band, Through the Noise, if you Google that. It's a pretty good band. Yeah, I, I imagine a pretty pretty overlappy audience on that. Oh, Fresh yeah, definitely. We share and, fan bases. <laughs> and social, social impact podcasting. Yeah. yeah. And how did you – so how did you get into the Whole Whale podcast? Because that's, that's a great show, too. You guys are doing pretty well with that one. Um, yeah, we're doing all right. You know, it's the little engine that could uh, in the corner. And frankly, like, I believe in doing the things that you wanted to do as a child and, and following that through. And so I, like many kids, had their own, like, I had my own little radio show. And so it was, like, part of, like, doing that is, like, the real work of Whole Whale as a B Corp digital agency working with social impact organizations is, like, the, what we do. And podcasting makes sure I still like my job when I wake up in the morning uh, and <laughs> lets me talk to great folks. So yeah. it's also using that uh, that excuse to you know call up some really great um, people and learn because I'm going to have these conversations anyway. I just happen to have a you know a mic around. That I mean that was the impulse. That was the impulse. It's like I was having these conversations with these executives at these um, a lot of our workers with associations, and they were they were. I just, I was, they were fascinating. They were, they were enjoyable. There was, there was just value there, but you'd have it over coffee. And then, you know, that, that was that. And you're just kind of like, wait a minute, I could just record it. We could just do this in a, (laughs) the same thing in a studio, coffee, whatever coffee you want, and then repurpose that. And that's kind of the, that's where we, we got 
the show started. And ever since then, I've been spending time around. I'm in Washington, we're in Washington, D.C., just going to these societies and membership based groups, you know, saying, hey, have you looked into podcasting? And it, funny enough, the, the story behind that is because the, we were mostly tech consultants, technology, we work with AMSs and databases and all the all the things that not many people are all that excited to talk about until it actually something's not working and then they then they call us but basically we were working with communication teams and they're putting out you know, pre, you know everything that they do press releases social media managing internal comms external comms dealing with the next fire all of that was you know grinding grueling work but why weren't they podcasting like what was why was that missing and truth be told i'm still kind of wondering why it's taken so long um but slowly but surely that's changed um i think maybe part of it was the podcast concept was a little i mean just the name podcast had a kind of like a kind of a you know uh faddish sort of maybe toy-like nerdy thing you know what's the truth who's really going to listen to this was one executive had once told me um you know i should reach out to that person uh it's changed (laughs) Instead of the press release of uh, Joe Rogan selling for a hundred million, be like, yeah, there's something here. Yeah, but you know, but you know, let's be honest. Like Joe Rogan, that's an entertaining show, right? Um, can like the Association for Manufacturers of whatever you know widgets, can they pull off something like that? Not likely at all. But um, but what the thing is is that these organizations they do represent some authority of their world and there's expertise there and the listeners are going to really want to listen to that are the people that they are speaking to their wallets like what what's important to the owners and or maybe it's a membership society maybe to the practitioners to the doctors or nurses or whatever you know whatever the group represents there are people that are going to really care they'll have their entertainment podcast that they listen to a little later but they're going to be tuned into what the society they're a member of is talking about um to understand how they can do better right i mean that was that was my pitch that's kind of how i shared it and you know doesn't it doesn't land on everybody Uh, it takes time and sometimes it's just you know when there's enough of their like when there's enough of so like when I started finally getting inquiries going, Hey, here's this podcast by this other blah, blah, blah association. Could you help us set hours up? And I'm like, yes, thank you for, you know, it's been seven year odyssey explaining. Sure. I can help you with that. <laughs> let's, let's get started. Um, yeah. That was the story. Yeah. And so can you tell me about you guys though on the, you know, the whole whale, the B Corp component, uh, definitely curiosity for me because I looked at that, and it's it's complex. Yeah, it seems it's like you're like you're B Corp curious. Uh, definitely, you're, you're like, what's that all about? <laughs> little, little like, wait a minute, what is that club? Why yeah. really want to be a part of it? Yeah, um, it is a club. It is a certification. It is a thing you earn. We have a handshake. Way into. You have we a have handshake? handshake. We don't have a handshake. I can't speak to that. No. Oh, all right. Well, the <laughs> B Corp process for us so we've been around uh we you know we were founded about a decade ago and at first you know it was like in the infancy of b corp and at that period of time i remember looking at it a few years in being like you know i don't really get it i don't think this is worth it why am i gonna pay like whatever i'm gonna just pick a number out of the sky like a thousand dollars or something 
out of my tight budget and then like annually pay to be a part of this group like people can see that we work with nonprofits go to our page that's what we do right if you can't see it and I need to put a stamp on us this is my like you know pre-apply uh, and after going through this like grueling survey I was like this is silliness um, this is just branding and then I, I put it on the shelf right I put it on the shelf for a few years and then came back um, and just to be clear I'm talking about the B Corp group right that B Corp certification not the benefit corporation legal shift to your uh, sort of bylaws and whatnot so like they're you know There's of course the brand's confusing here but B Corp is the more recognized I'd say at this point piece and we went through the survey went through the process because we had gotten to another sort of tier of size where it was a way for our company to quickly signal right we do a lot of virtue signaling as companies constantly but it was a way for us to quickly signal to uh, potential employees and to other vendors and to our clients that like no 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 we've been vetted by this very intense process and by the way, when you talk to another B Corp, you're like, oh, you went through that? Oh, yeah, I went through that. And it's sort of this like trial by fire because it's oh, so ridiculous. You get points for all these different areas. You fill in different waiting for questions and you have a publicly displayed score. You have go, you go through like a couple rounds of like in-depth oh. questioning from people that like go through each of these pieces. And it took us like, I don't know, six to nine months at the time. I think waiting times are now like 12 months. So it's like, it's it's a wow it's a hurdle right and you have to be this tall to ride the ride so that means that everybody in this room is over this height in that respect if that makes sense has it so how has it so it was like early on it was just like in a grueling experience it sounded like to go through for you guys for you but as you've grown and you've had to like expand and hire that has benefited you it has you know helped you in that way like do you have something that you, it like tangibly helped you there's a job board network uh, okay. there's an annual conference I attended the conference I kind of expected to get a little bit more business out of it to be honest um, you know I got I was able to learn a lot more but it wasn't like a business generator necessarily uh, we have in turn actually looked and helped other you know benefit corporations like we bought all our chocolate for instance for our mm. gifts from like a wonderful B Corp that was like uh, in the network. So we're like, when we need a thing, we're like, all right, let's go check the network and see see what's there. So uh, I think if I were selling a product, right, now we're in that type of industry versus agency, um, there's different benefits depending on uh, how you're approaching a B2B, B2C market. Uh, and on the B2C side, like, it's powerful if you want something like, uh, hmm. as a, like a, you know, certified US organic, what have you, like people are beginning to um, sort of discern it because, you know, groups like Patagonia jumped on and like, that's, you know, that's a brand lift, right? Right. That is an investment than in the brand. That is, that's the hardest part of any certification process that I, I mean, just having the executives that I've had on the show from different types of associations, you know, having a, mm. a recognizable certification process is half the challenge, right? Because like you can make the grueling, you know, pass the standard and join my club. But then, all right, we did it. And there's a few of us because not because it was so grueling. <laughs> it's just too pain, hard to get remember? here. Now what? You know, and that but then that that is just the beginning of a journey for those kinds of things, like where it becomes a shortcut in the consumer's eye when they're going through like, OK, organic. I mean, let's be honest. Most people don't even really know what they have an idea. There's a feeling there's thoughts around it. But, you know, maybe some people think organic means no pesticides. Well, 
you'd be surprised they have to have pesticides, but there's just different types of pesticides. Okay, you really want to look at what it takes to get that thing to be such a nationally recognized symbol. It's no joke. It is a tremendous coordinating effort and it just takes time. And so I don't know. I don't know how you feel where this, your symbol that you've applied to, where they're at in their growth spurt. I mean, do you, do you participate in like their board or members, you know, their community, you know, other than attending the event, do you volunteer in there or do you just kind of. Well, I've got a pretty robust online platform okay. that I think, you know, there's like a job board running in there. There's like a lookup for other agencies and there were sort of local um, sort of B meetup things. Like everything is like hilariously B branded uh, that, you know, we had kind of checked out, but it, it's kind of interesting uh, because when you're talking about a B Corp, it's not like you're in a like V like you're talking about like trade organizations. Like everyone walks in here is like machine workers. I understand this <laughs> widget, but you walk into a room of B Corps and it's like, like we like? make milk. And I was like, I make digital. <laughs> okay. Uh. Right, like Stonyfield Farm. I don't have much in common with you. Uh, you know, I'm a, a sourced ingredient, you know, person who's you know sourcing farmers out of Nicaragua. It's like going to your local way. So like chamber of commerce kind of thing, right? Right. <laughs> so, in terms of like the gatherings, they haven't been as helpful to me. Um, however, uh, again, looking back, it's like I think it is. It has been worth it. Um, at, in that sort of like signaling effort and putting it especially on our digital assets uh, and being able to quickly say it. Like I've actually incorporated it into like the language because it communicates quickly like, oh, they're a double bottom line organization that they're doing things, right? So I say B Corp Digital Agency and I did that at the beginning here. I used to yeah. just say like, we're a social impact digital agency, but I, I feel like, B Corp's the, got, like there's a strength of process behind it. There's more to it. Yeah, and more so than when I had first applied to it. I think we got accepted in 2017. Okay. So that, yeah, that wasn't too long ago. But no. that's, but that, yeah, but this, this B Corp's dig, Sigma hasn't been around that long either. Like it's just, what, what can I ask you one, well, we can switch gears on this, but just one, what is the, like, how would you describe its essence? Like, what is it that you have to map out with your business that's like yeah. beyond? part so like i think we put it on we actually have it on our site but the cool thing is that like it breaks it down essentially across different elements of your business so like you sort of like the environment the labor elements um and so if you go to like about us and like b corporation on our on our site i actually put and post our impact area scores uh, of what we actually scored from that um, from that test. So impact score areas are governance, workers, community, environment, and customers. And then they give you like point totals and you have to above, you know, X. X kind of moves occasionally, but um, I think at one point it was like around 80 or something that uh, you had to be above. Uh, and so, you know, you know, humble humble brag, we're at 91.2. Hey, there be impact report. Hey. A plus, as far as I'm concerned, that's better than I, I ever did. <laughs> yeah, that's better than I did in college. Oh, we've been certified. <laughs> I'm a, such a liar. We were certified since June of 2019. So 2019. You okay. know what? I call that COVID aging. I have aged, <laughs> and any company that's surviving right now, <laughs> yeah, for every yes. every quarter you survive, that's an extra year. April was 10 years ago. Okay, April and March. <laughs> sorry, that was 10 years ago. I'm that's so like, broken. I wear a hat now because I lost so all my broken. hair. You know? <laughs> I, love, I think it was 2017. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, oh, totally. Literally totally. last year at this time. Yeah. Okay. Let me just do a little reset. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like that was pretty grueling. And when I remember looking into it, it was a grueling process to go through. And I would only argue that the only other grueling, more grueling experience to, to undergo as creating an organization or an entity is creating a nonprofit flat out. It's just the nonprofit. I admire my clients and like the work that they have to do and how they do it and how they have to justify it. But it also drives me insane how much they're hampered, especially on the charity side of, you know, too much overhead, you know, and we do, we're in IT, we do IT work. Like you want to, you know, if you're growing and trying to scale operations, you want to invest in, you know, good database, good tools, good communication services. And that's overhead if it's not attached to the program, to a specific, you know, effort. And they're, so they're, they're, um, there's almost like a back pressure to not expand that too far beyond. Um, and that's unfortunate because no one is ever going to question, I do use a, always uh, Costco because that's like one of my favorite brands. No one's going to question how much overhead they're going to invest necessarily into scaling up operations. It's probably an incredible amount, you know, just given the size and scope of that brand and what they do and how they bring like the best in class to, you know, <laughs> a gigantic you know, amounts that you get on a pallet and like, okay, this is, this is olive oil. That's probably really, really olive oil. And you're going to get a bucket of it and, and pay, pay for that, but it's going to be incredible value. So that is just like, no one questions that. That's just like, oh yeah, okay. That's just, that's how you got to do it. But on the nonprofit side, it's all exposed. It's all has to be justified. It all gets audited every year. Um, which is the other part that I think is just so like crazy. Now other bad actors, are there organizations that take advantage of the tax deductible status? I, yeah, I presume that's why they're so heavily, in my opinion, regulated. But it just seems to me an unfortunate situation because you, you, I feel like they, it's very hard for a nonprofit to scale and solve. And then, but oh, by the way, you're expecting them to solve some of the world's greatest problems. So you know, I, don't, I don't know how you do that. Um, it, I, can, I do I think it's softened a little bit. I think the rising generations have become a touch wiser, you know, I think Dan Pilata's work in this world of like saying, hmm. uh, you know, overhead myth and that whole, whole, like, you know, the book and the Ted talk and all those pieces of saying that, you know, it's about getting that outcome achieved. And if you want to get it done, um, why are you criticizing the way that that outcome had to get done with how frankly is, uh, a matter of how the CFO happens to categorize and get creative with like, wait a minute, did that server, uh, you know, help on the program side? Did it host a PDF that mm. your members are downloading? That sounds programmatic to me. Did it take a IT company to manage the fact that that wasn't hacked so that you are like, mm -hmm. it's so silly. It's, it's like accounting. Yeah. It's exactly it, but that that is in and of itself that time and energy to do that and and check and make sure you're justifying it reasonably well is grit in an organ. It is wasted effort, time, and energy. And we when we do work with like private part public partnerships, it's a nonprofit with a with with a federal um, mandate of some type. It gets even even more complicated in justifying that, right? Because you're almost having to justify two different types of accounting systems in that just to make sure that it's each program, every, every hour you spend on a, is it part of an initiative or is it part of the organization or is it part on behalf of the government? It's like, 
Wow. So uh, we just kind of stick our nose into the tech and try to help them deal with the tech so that it, it, to lift like their, their resources and mental energy to stay focused on what they're communicating and how they're doing it. Cause most of the time we work with communications people. Um, but yeah. And so in your world, like how can we, can I ask you about the podcast? Like how, how has the podcast been? It's the engine that, that could clearly you're in the same camp as I am love doing them. It's part, it's just baked into our mode, but I feel like it's also, um, I don't know. I feel like in some circles, it's changing the way people are doing work in some ways, especially now, right now with COVID. Thanks, yeah. COVID. You've, you've made Thanks. it a little bit easier to push record and finally get. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> you have a little bit more time to, to record it. And like, I'm sure my son is going to Pop make noise in. at some point during this, <laughs> right? Like, well, I, I'd be very surprised if a six month year old popped in, but you know, more more pressure to him, more, uh, more to him. The issue I think around the, the podcasting ultimately is that I think you walk in and expect a certain breadth of audience, right? You're on, you know, like Apple, everyone can download it. It's easy to do it more, you know, more people are wearing like headphones and in-ear devices than ever before and consumption is up. And so you expect a larger share of this attention when in fact, what you're actually getting is a depth of attention and a depth of relationship with a smaller group of people. And and that's important to me. And in that calculus, we have a lot of initiatives at Whole Whale that are designed at breadth, right? We do search engine optimization designed to like bring in tens of thousands of people to our website. Uh, we've got a, a YouTube channel that's designed to capture the attention on how to types of things uh, around pieces. And like, those are big numbers, right? Between those, it's like 100,000 users a month. The podcast is like, 5,000 a month like that doesn't even compare like I'm you know if I'm only after broad sweeping yeah. attention I should not be creating podcasts that said it's about having like you started this with an in-depth conversation able to explore a topic that deeply explains something to uh, and with uh, you know guests that we can pull on and have that type of uh, that conversation yeah there's like um, and I haven't been able to like figure out a good way to um uh, I don't know, quantify, how do you quantify that is the problem. It's like, you just kind of know if you're doing it right. Or if you, you know, if you have, you know, it, you could have, I guess one way I described it to a, a, a small group that wanted to consider podcasts, but I said, if you had like the five of your major members listening, you know, on your biweekly every week, how how important would that be? Like, how much could you communicate with them if it was just the, the top five? And we're talking about like you know on the scale of like a Nike. Like, if you get the one guy in Nike, the, the head of Nike, to you know listen to your CEO, whatever. I mean, for them, it was like an easy like, oh, that would change everything. Okay, then what are you worried about? How many like how big the audience you need to get? So don't worry about that. That's that's your marketing. That's your other marketing material. That's your that's you're casting the, a wide net. Yeah. You're just all that type of stuff you do that you do well. All the impressions, how much you're going. Don't worry about that. Worry then about having now the real converse, try to, as real and honest as you can possibly have. It's very hard, let me tell you, for certain trade associations to do that. It's a very political spot for many of these like executives are in that. It's like you, they could say one word 
one way and it could signal like somehow they're playing more of a favor to their bigger sponsors or the smaller members or the, the it's so politicized it's very difficult for them but is i think kind of like the b corp certification go through the trial of fire doing it because it'll just make you into a better organization just just in the nature of the effort well you have to organize thoughts you have to contact guests and here's the interesting thing especially you know if we're we're talking to either a trade organization, like think about what happens when you pull in that expert and they're like flattered because frankly, we're all a little egomaniacs at some level and want our uh, name on a billboard, but they're now a part of your organization in that conversation. And by the way, they then share that with their networks potentially as well. And what does that mean when it comes from, from their voice, be it on LinkedIn or other platforms? Um, and two, what I've realized is that then in, in pitches, so like in terms of measurement, yeah, we measure downloads and that type of engagement totally. Uh, but also like we will get one or two clients a year and that's perfectly fine for that amount of work, um, that we put into it and that, that's delightful. It pays for itself. Um, but building on it, we then, if you're able to pull in more and more interesting guests, guess what? That's your logo talking about the B Corp thing to just like, Hey, there's a narrative flow here. That is that person, that expert in the field or that brand. So we've had the social impact person from Lyft on uh, oh, our really? podcast. Hey. And I can send that around and be like, that's pretty cool. They weren't a client, yet. but their brand, <laughs> right? Their brand can be associated with mine and I can share that episode with a relevant client pitch. And they're like, oh, they're talking to folks at Greenpeace. Oh, they're talking to people, oh, you know, at Twilio and all these places. And you're like, yeah, we've talked to them. How cool is like when they're like discovering a platform like a donation platform? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I didn't believe it, so I talked with their CEO. Here's the interview. So I think there's a lot yeah. more in using it, but we just and I say that in one term, and like on the side, I'm like always trying to like hack and figure out how to get more downloads because I'm a small child who also cares about <laughs> reaching a little bit more. That's your like I don't want to like pretend that I'm like <laughs> satisfied with where we are. I'm like looking at like other other people like why are they getting so many more. <laughs> But you know what? That's funny because that's kind of the that is the that energy is what you can cultivate in a group. And so if you're running yeah. a nonprofit or a business or whatever, that's the energy you can kind of like pull into and then get like really, I think, compelling. I've, I've learned like so much from my interviews that I've had with these executives and just just trying to understand, like, can I get an hour of your time just to see what it's like in your world for a little bit? because half the time when you start a new a, a company like I know what I do well I just don't know how that necessarily applies into your universe I I can make assumptions I can think of things but I don't really know until I understand you as a person and for for me that was a no-brainer in terms of starting that starting our show well it's like I just wanted to talk to these leaders and just get to know them and it turns out that that was the right that was the right move there's a lot that happens off mic off the recordings because of it um mm -hmm. and i've had friendships now they don't all convert into immediate clients but you better believe that they they start to understand what it is that we do because i come in, we come from a technical background it, it could just be difficult to even understand what it is we're doing and by the way i don't do myself any i don't do a good job of promoting our stuff on our own show like it literally took me maybe a, two years ago when I finally had an executive director, it's like one of them, art therapy group was telling me like, Ernesto, you don't, you do all this amazing stuff, these interviews, but you don't ever talk about your, like what you do. You should market. 
Oh, okay. I'll so you don't throw in your own ad bumpers? No, I did now. I started to two years you ago. You started yeah. doing that like a year ago. I, I was started like, two years I put out all this stuff. Okay. I'm going to advertise Fine. on my thing. <laughs> right. And my managing partner, Mickey, always wanted me. He's like, uh, you got to talk more about data, the data work. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm so like, that is work. That's work work. That's like, do I, at the, at the end of the day, I'm just more interested in, you know, <laughs> who I'm talking to and what it's like. Um, what, I, so one thing is I heard that you also like on your show, you have, you have some of, it's not always you, right? There's other... Yeah, we have other hosts. Um, this is What's actually like? incredibly important to me, right? Because it lets me use it. So, Carisha uh, Martinez is uh, our other host, and she's doing a lot more and doing really, really great. And it's been fun, like, working with her. But here's the other angle here. Like, it can't just be the George show and Whole Whale. Like, Whole Whale has to be a bigger entity that can be run by other people besides me, and that includes yeah. in the content and the face that we put forward. It's also signaling that, hey, there are many voices that can and speak with this authority. And two, it is wonderful for training staff on how to speak clearly, hold an interview, you know, be on camera, be on mic, and learn these things. Like, if you don't think your future is going to depend on your ability to uh, create, analyze, and manipulate media, like, you don't understand. Like, we grew up with, like, all right, you got to learn how to touch type. No, you have to be able to do this stuff and not uh, fall on the word um 60 times in a row and be able to speak extemporaneously and research your guests. So we're also using it as an excuse to do that if, uh, if I'm that's putting a, my cards on the table. That's a really important one, just sort of your uh, um, staff development process, mm -hmm. um, media training, media development, all of that falls into it. Um, and I think that's, an, that's, a, that's a compelling argument to also start one for any organization. Um, have you, like, what, it, what have you done in terms of marketing your show? I mean, you guys are a marketing team, right? Like, I'm a, we, our, our goal when we started the show was like, okay, zero marketing. We're not going to do anything because I wanted to set a, a baseline. I wanted to see just by having a guest-based show in two, in yeah. seven years ago, what would that look like over time? And I didn't need to, fortunately, we were in a, in a position, we didn't need to pay the bills with the sh with this show's production. It's very, it's a lot more difficult if the show is the, the product, if the show is the product, right? If the show is the thing mm -hmm. you sell on the most, that's going to be, a, can be a long road or, or um, an issue there. But I just needed to know like, okay, baseline, we start a show, we bring in guests at a certain pace, What's that going to, what are those numbers like? So then I could go to a, an association, go, here's what you, here's the kind of experience you could expect if you did absolutely no marketing, no nothing. And by the way, mm. let me know, what are your media assets? So tell me how long, how big is your mailing list? I already can tell, I can see you only get a few hundred views per, per YouTube video. So we should be able to exceed this expectation. <laughs> right. I that, was that. <laughs> that was my goal. Annual, yeah. annual 2017 report and review. <laughs> fill in title, YouTube. You got, 17 it, was views. A, it was a struggle to explain to people why podcast, like how to get this podcast and anything going. So you have to come up with those things. But um, what, what, what have you guys done? What do you guys yeah, do? Yeah, so marketing-wise, I... You know, it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, it does not make a sound. It takes the human ear to make that impact. And if your words do fall on, frankly, no ears, they make no impact. And so in our mindset, like half of it is making it and planning it and half of it is where does this fit in our ecosystem so that it 
builds toward a larger tower. Um, and so some tactics that we've used pretty effectively are, you know, in some ways, choosing a guest and priming that guest for, all right, and you'll be sharing that with your audience. We're going to give you the embed so you can put it on your site and send it out, pinging them on, you know, social media when we do push it out so that they, uh, you know, retweet, repost uh, those pieces. Another one is uh, looking at our own content for the most engaging content. And this is a this is a tactic you may want to take home that if you have an engaging piece of content, like here are the five things you know in your trade association, how to certify for blah, blah, blah. Like everyone has it. Like this is our like, it's like their coveted content. Their piece okay. de l'existence. <laughs> now, thing. what if, what if you did a podcast narrative with an expert about that topic of like, here's reading between the lines, what is actually happening when you go through this and you embed it on that page. The time on that page goes through the roof. The depth and engagement can go uh, significantly higher. And you're introducing and handshaking with a whole bunch of new people on your site. So when we create these different episodes, we're also doing it sometimes with the mindset of like, this isn't just going to go live on an XML feed, downloaded once and never found. We're using the embed to then put on a site to then have a deeper relationship opportunity for people that are just browsing through, learning about content and especially engaging content. And then we put that episode in there. So that also drives sort of those, those new, um, those new listeners in as well. So that's cool. That's funny. Cause uh, you mentioned that because like that, that is, that is something we were working on. We have some landing pages that we buy some ads to get traffic, you know, to see like, Hey, we have this service. Um, hang on one second. As I, we have this one. Don't ever connect your phone to your Gmail account. That's just not a good idea. <laughs> so you guys know tip right there. Hot tip, hot take. Uh, but in any case, uh, we were at, we have these landing pages where it's a specific issue. We're targeting a certain key phrase and it's technical and you know, whatever. Um, but I always had a problem with that type of marketing where like contact us if you're, you know, here's the landing page, here's the ad, here's more information, some credibility factors contact us if you're interested in having help resolving some of this. But what I started to do um, was to just embed a specific episode of one of our podcasts that kind of touched on that topic. And I, I do it in a clumsy way. It wasn't very like coordinated. It wasn't like specific talking point that really gets to the ad, connects the ad and the cop. It's, it's just kind of like, it was a, oh, we're real people here too thing it's like you can listen to us we're here like this is me and my managing partner and we talk a little bit like we're we're siblings because we basically are we've known each other for 20 plus years so it's just that's just the nature of it and if you if you're okay with that and you like our you know who we what we do how we say things great then you know get in touch and um i can say it's made an impact because we've had people reference those things when they've reached out to us they I mean, they've, they've said because i've heard you on this clip they sometimes can't even remember like i think we heard you on a podcast or something and i i don't they don't even know the name of the show so i know that they're not like a fan of through the noise they're just they had it was one of those things it was one of those sort mm -hmm. of clips that they just happened to come across and you know it could also have been our some linkedin we started experimenting but it's just this is the the year that we started to okay now we're going to market ourselves more uh through these other channels and just, just sort of explore what that's like so it's good to hear that that's kind of what you've done right that's sort of is that is that what you were yeah i believe heavily in this ability to drive valuable attention around your brand will increase the downstream effects, assuming you're nurturing and collecting 
those relationships. And so we look for underpriced attention of our target audience um, and create value on those platforms, which is a fancy way of saying uh, we are you know, sort of hawks on SEO content marketing, and I'm very bullish on YouTube, on LinkedIn from personal accounts, mm. and then deepening relationships with podcasts and obviously email, uh, email nurturing with uh, the sort of content lockers and, and those types of pieces saying like, all right, look, give us your email, we'll send you this thing. Um, and we've been moving a lot more actually in, in deeper into like a membership model at a mid-tier because frankly, we're an expensive agency. And that price point is just out of reach of a broader audience that we now have. And so in the middle now has a uh, something we call Whole Whale University, which has a whole bunch of training courses that people can take um, and, and resources they can download and use from dashboards to other uh, tools that help them, frankly, build capacity on their own. So we built that medium layer as we grew this like audience over time. We we're like, wait a minute, like only 0.01% of the folks that come to our site can afford us. Or by the way, we can't even, we don't have the time to work with all of them anyway. Um, so we're, we've been working on building that, that meta layer as well. That's interesting. So it's kind of like an, uh, there's, it could be an onboarding for some, some groups, an onboarding process to, in, to look up your content in that way. You, they're not ready to perhaps buy, a big, you know, contract with you because they still don't really know if you, you know, whatever. Well, that's what you said. They don't yeah. know you. They want to. They were like, "Hey, who are these folks?" And we're like, frankly, we're a boutique agency. We're not like a Blue State Digital who's got like sixty teams right. in every corner. And you're like, well, I don't know who we're getting. Like, you're getting the folks. You're getting. You're getting Carisha. She'll be working on your ads. <laughs> yeah. So here's way to get to know us, and here's some content you could engage with on your own. That's not at the price point. And when you're ready when you really feel like you got your ducks in a row and you, you, you feel that there's a, a brand trust associated, then that's when they call you. And they're like, we want to do some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's attention over time and it builds mental availability, which is a, you know, a backdoor into trust. The more people see you with positive impression, the more they trust you. It's a human thing. Hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons we are all going to be saturated very much. So with political ads, non-stop even though it says the same thing it's just yeah. you know the the function of the the human brain uh that does it and ideally you do it with uh with good intent you do it with good content um that hopefully takes someone from zero to one on a new idea uh, on whatever you're you're delivering yeah um man george we just kind of went blew through our 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 hour <laughs> sort of I mean, we kind of started we were talking before and then we were like oh we better press record and just grab this but um uh, dude, let's do this again. There's, I feel like there's more we could we could even go through and unpack. Sure, I'd be happy really... geeking out on the the technical side of the company, right? Like I think we both play with analytics and pieces like measurement. So uh, we'll uh, we can dual post this and see what, yeah. see what the audience says. Let's, yeah, that'd be great. Let's do that, and then maybe I can drag in my uh, my managing partner. He's he's uh, he's a funny. He alone actually, it's weird that we do this these insights that are very for me a little awkward because it's just a little bit like talking about your resume. You know, you're just talking about the stuff you do, but it's just more awkward, right? I don't know. It just doesn't. It it's hard. So we don't do them that often, but we do do the insights episodes. And we, I'm just I'm just the the dummy. It, they clearly do better. Those episodes do better than any of the other ones. So I guess I got to do more of, the, more of those. I guess there's more information. Give the people what they want, man. They want Mickey is what they want. They don't want me. <laughs> they want, 
they want Mickey giving me a hard time about technology. So, but I'd love to connect him and you and uh, and us. So let's see, maybe we, let's do that. Let's plan on a on a on a more tech dive on one of these these systems, and let's bring him on. I think you you, you two would get along pretty well. So, George, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate. Hey, this. thanks this for having really cool. having us on each other's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. I love delightful. your podcast. <laughs> This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 